Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Out of Water podcast. I'm thinking about doing some sort of little jingle at the beginning. What do we reckon? Get me a little banjo out. Ding, 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 What do you reckon? I think the only problem is when you put music on things is they have to go through like an automated checking system to make sure you're not using copyrighted material before they go on places like iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts and all that jam. And I've worried that sometimes it'll get flagged up on there. So I make my own little jingle, ding, 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 and then it'll get slapped by the copyright system and I won't be able to share it everywhere. There was a very brief moment. There's like two episodes of the podcast that you'll only be able to hear if you listen through Spotify because little did I know, um, when you put music in it, it makes it exclusively, it gives it exclusive rights to Spotify. And it's like, uh, no, no thanks. <laughs> so there's like two episodes. If you look at my, if you look at my uh, podcast playlist, it'll go episode, I don't know, 54, let's say. And um, it only goes up and there's like two episodes missing, maybe three. And that's because of that algorithm that Spotify uh, steal it for exclusivity. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. It is Wednesday, the 30th of the 3rd, um, 2022. I've still not got used to the idea of it being 2022. It just sounds like in the future, man. It sounds like it's a way away and we shouldn't be there yet. And if anything, if we're here, we should be at least in flying cars by now, you know? I mean, I know Tesla are doing good things, but we're not quite flying just yet, are we? <laughs> but anyway, I hope everybody's doing well. Sorry I've been away again. I've been, I've been actually been busy and I've been full of man flu as well, you know? I literally spent a whole week in bed, which sounds blissful to some people. Not with me in the bed as well. That would just be weird. But when you think to yourself, do you know when you're really busy and you lead, you lead a busy life and you think to yourself, I'd love a day of doing fuck all, you know. I really would. I mean, we always think it, don't we? But the reality is not really that exciting, is it? Because normally when we're doing nothing, it's for a reason, i.e. full of cold or not very well or, I don't know, a million things in between, isn't it? Well, I was quite sick. I was quite ill um, to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed one day. I was really fucked up with it. And um, I literally spent the best part of a week in bed. Now, I'm a bit of a busy bee. I'm a bit of a busybody. Always have been. Um, so the idea of doing note is <laughs> not appealing at all. It's horrible, actually. Um, I like the idea when I'm busy. Like, oh, I'd love a bit of time to do nothing, you know. But when it actually happens, I couldn't think of anything further from the truth. I hate it. But I'm back on my feet now. Um, I've been training really hard because I've got the London Marathon coming up this weekend, which seemed... When I very first arranged it and booked it all and everything, it seemed like it was forever away, you know. I was like, oh, I've got plenty of time, yeah. Loads of time. Oh, I'm sorted, me. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Hello, it's the London Half Marathon. See you at the weekend. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's creeped up so quickly. It really has, but my God, it's been amazing. I've loved it. I've loved the process. I've enjoyed the training even. It's been fun getting myself a bit fitter, if I'm honest. I mean, I know generalization, we run marathons, but I obviously don't. I ain't going to be running. For one, I'm just not fit enough to run. I'll have a heart attack. And for two, <laughs> um, I'm as blind as a bat, so I'd be causing all sorts of mischief. So I've decided to pretty much jog slash walk the marathon. It's a 13.1 mile race. Um, um, 
race, if you will, although I'm not competing to win. Um, I'm just going for the experience, really, and I'm doing it all in the name of Guide Dogs UK. And um, I set myself an original target of three... Tree fitty! I need about tree fitty. And I managed to hit the 350 mark pretty quickly, actually, um, with a lot of work. Um, people are amazing, and um, anybody that sponsored me, thank you so much for doing so. It really does mean a lot. Um, I will drop the link, because it'll probably be the last time that it'll be open. Uh, you've got till the weekend. I'll drop the link in the description of this podcast. Um, and if you have if you have a little bit of money that you can donate to a great cause and help somebody um, dealing with sight loss in the UK, that'd be amazing. I'd really appreciate it, you know. But yeah, I set an original target of tree fitty, and I'm currently sat. Where are we? Let me have a quick look. I'll tell you the exact number that we're at. Um, we're currently sat at a staggering. An absolute staggering 765 quid. That's just phenomenal, isn't it? Absolutely phenomenal. But a huge thank you to everybody that has that has already sponsored me. Um, if you are a Patreon supporter, um, you've already you've already helped because basically what I did is the money that comes in through that, I donated on two occasions to the um to the marathon as an offline contribution. So your money is tallied up in that total. So thank you so much for supporting everything that I do. Because believe me, you guys, I couldn't do half of it without you. You're a good bunch. I consider you all friends and I love you all dearly. So to my Patreon supporters, thank you very much. And if I could have a beer right now, I know it's only like quarter past 12 in the afternoon. I'd raise that beer to you lovely people for always being in my corner and supporting. So thank you so much if you're dumb. Um, I said if you're done, not if you're dumb. It sounds like I'm offending you all there. If you're a bit thick, thank you very much. <laughs> Anyway, what's everybody been up to? What you been up to? How's your week's been? It's been a little minute since we spoke. How are you doing? Have you had a good week? Have you had a good time since we last spoke? I'm hoping you have. I know the world's got a bit mad. A lot of stuff going on in it that I'd rather not be happening going on. But I'm going to do it. I weren't going to do it, but I'm going to fucking do it. Did you see that fucking slap that Will Smith gave Chris Rock? Okay, now what was that about? What was that about? He slapped him like a pimp. He slapped him like an angry pimp when his woman didn't make enough money. God damn it, woman. Where my cashier? <laughs> it was the most ponziest slap I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I've seen my daughter throw a better slap than that. What was that? Did you see the instant regret? Did you see how quick he fucking shimmied off that stage? It was like, oh shit. <laughs> Back to his seat he went. He couldn't run quick enough. What man slaps a man in this day? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> Everyone's like proper, like infuriated by it. How dare he? How dare he use violence against words? Who gives him the right to do that, the bastard? Fucking his flags, his, bo his books are being burnt on fucking piles. It's crazy. The world's gone mad. But I just, I just went, pussy. <laughs> Could have at least, like, dropped him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Now, listen, I'm not condoning if it was right or wrong. If I'm honest, I think he was fucking stupid. Um, just doing something like in the first place. Imagine going to a comedy. Well, no, it wasn't a, a comedy show. It was obviously it was the Grammys, wasn't it? But then being offended by a joke. How dare you, you bastard? You've hurt me feelings. <laughs> There's an old saying. I'm sure it's a global one. <laughs> when it goes, sticks and stones might will break your bones, 
but words will never hurt you. <laughs> I think someone needs to tell Will Smith that. Hey, Big Willie, calm down, will you? You know what the best bit was? Did you catch it? He, he laughed at the joke. He laughed. He found it funny. He found it funny. Do you know why he found it funny? Because he's a man of comedy, isn't he, Will Smith? And do you know what else? It's a fucking joke. It's a joke. Jesus Christ, if I couldn't crack jokes and sarcasm, I would not go anywhere in the world. I'd just be sat in the ass rocking myself to fucking oblivion. I'd be bored out my arse. I'm always cracking jokes. Jesus Christ. I crack jokes at funerals. And I don't know, probably the best place to crack a joke, but I've cracked jokes at funerals. I just take the piss out of my wife's nose all the time because it's fucking massive. You're having, I'm having a laugh. It's a joke. Calm down, everybody. Jesus Christ. But anyway, I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of it was wrong or right. But it was a fucking shit slap, let's be honest. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine sitting and waiting for the UFC to start? And this week, we've got Will Smith in the red corner and Chris Rock in the in the blue corner. And then oh, Will's coming out. Will, you bastard. Leave my wife's name out your fucking mouth, you mug. <laughs> I've seen better fights than the only way is fucking Essex. That's fucking saying something. Jesus. Anyway, I'm going to move on from that because I said to myself, I'm not going to talk about it because everybody's talking about it. Everybody's jumping on the big Willy bandwagon and I'm not going to do it. But it was a shit slap. Let's be perfectly honest. It was absolutely shocking, wasn't it? It was terrible. And big Willy, I'm very disappointed in you, Sadie Jim. I used to think you were all right in Men in Black and Men in Black 2 and Men in Black 3 and 4, however many fucking hell there is. Oh, now I look at you now and I think, that little bastard. Can't throw a slap to save his life. <laughs> big Willie ain't all that big. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, let me know. Let me know what you guys thought about that. Please reach out as well. My email's been... Um... My email's been really quiet. I know it's been a minute since on the podcast, but if you do want to kind of throw a story over or you just want to get in touch and say hello, please do so over at the Out of Water Podcast. Not the, sorry. It's Out of Water Podcast at gmail.com. That is Out of Water Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, reach out. Reach out and touch me, baby. Make me feel human again. Woo, woo, woo. Reach out and get in touch and let me know what you're up to. And hopefully we'll get a little bit of banter going on the old podcast. And if you don't mind being named and mentioned on the podcast, please be sure to make that notable in the email as well. Because otherwise, you have to email you and say, is this okay to read out any podcast, please, mister? Or missish, thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Uh, Steve's in over on the uh, Discord chat, the, the Discord support. Um, my Patreon supporters get to listen to this live, live, live and proud. Um, over on Discord, and Steve's in, as always, Mr. Loyal Listener. How you doing, Steve? Hope you're doing well, my mate. He's just commented and put totally out of Will's character. Exactly that. Exactly that. You, it's just, you don't even swear. And then we have to put up with, take my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> and it's like, why? This is broadcast in the middle of the day, you grumpy bastard. Have you not had your Snickers? <laughs> What's up with you, you miserable twats? Jesus Christ, calm down, William, will you? Fucking hell, this temper doesn't suit you. It was crazy. Absolutely bananas. This shit is bananas. It was crazy. Anyway, anyway, um, I'm moving on. I could go on about it for a good 40 minutes, but I'm not going to. So we're going to jump straight in. What should we do first? Do we do the new? I'll ask Steve. Steve, are you there, Steve? What do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear the Debbie Downer stuff? Or would you want to go straight into the news? Should we just keep it as it is? News first? 
news first or Debbie Downer? Let me know. Well, let's, let's, let's do it. News first. Good man. Good man. Right, straight into the news of the week. So basically, if you're new to the podcast, what I do is I go around um, and I try and find as much fucked up shit as I can find in the news. It's basically the crazy news that doesn't make the headlines. Uh, that's what I try and do. And then from there, what we do is we have a laugh and we take the piss out of the news, basically. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's news. So the first headline reads, woman in relationship with toy plane. Yes, that's right. Woman who's in a relationship with a toy plane says he's the best partner she's ever had. Well, if it's a fucking plane and the fucking size of a plane, we know fucking why, don't we? Anyway. A woman in Hungary has opened up about how she found love with a toy plane. Is there a picture? There is. Oh, she's in love. <laughs> I know why she's in love. Because she can set it up her ass for a good time. That's why she's in love. Anyway, she shares a bed and kisses it every morning and night. You know full well. If you can see this picture, you'd know full well. Actually, you know what? Do you know what I'm going to do, Steve? I'm going to Google the picture, mate, and I'm going to send it to you. Because we're on the internet, aren't we? And through the power of the internet, um, we can do that. Woman falls in love. Mm, I love you. Love with toy fucking plane. There we go. Let's get that up. Watch this, Steve. Get this for a service. I'm Googling the image for you, mate. So you don't have to go looking for it. So here she is. She fucking loves this plane. You see that plane over there? What, that toy one? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's my fucking mate, though, is. I sleep with him at night. <laughs> right. Oh, is it, why is it not saving? Please save. Please please save. It's not going to save, Steve. Steve, Steve, I've let you down. It's not letting me save the image. Oh, wow. Well, that was going fun for all of a minute, wasn't it? Jesus. Oh. I'm sorry, Steve. I broke the internet. Not for everybody, just for me. But my internet's decided not to work now. And I'm not quite sure how to fix it. It's just completely froze on me, mate. Sorry. Oh, wow. That was fun. Well done, Frankie. I don't, I don't even know if this is recording anymore. This might not even be recording. It might have broke everything now, look. Jesus. Oh. Jesus wept, as you said. Right. I need to try and figure this out now because I'm not too sure if this is still recording. My browser is just frozen on me. So bear with me while I try and figure this out. Let me try and figure this out. Um, but -da -da -dum. Well, that can go there. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's working. I've sussed it. I've sussed it. Steve, I fixed it, mate. Sorted it. Here we go. Save that picture. Yes, please. Thank you very much. I'm going to jump back into the Discord server. This is so boring for people that are just listening. I'm so sorry. It'll only be 30 seconds. And then we're going to upload the file. And not any fucking file. We're going to upload the picture of a woman who's fell in love with a plane. That's what we're going to do. So, downloads. There it is. Are you ready, Steve? There we go. This is true love, apparently. Um, there you go. I sent it over. I think you have to download it for some reason. But I've sent it, yeah. Was it sent? I think so. Do you know what? I should I should practice this before I come live on air, to be fair. But um, I think I've sent it over, Steve. So I apologise if you haven't. Anyway, back to the story. So I won't name the woman, but she's 28 and she's from the Budapest. 
uh, says that the toy jet is the best partner she's ever had. She's the best I've ever had. After the turbo charge, after it's turbocharged her love life. I bet it fucking has. So the Hungarian um, has been obsessed with planes since the age of three and dreamed about her entire and dreamed for her entire teenage years about working on them with some working with them in some capacity. Okay, this is getting a bit more weird now. In 2021, she finally secured a job working in the aviation industry, surrounded by her favorite things, planes. I'm so naive. I thought aviation was um, birds. Because <laughs> birds live in aviaries, don't they? Avery, is it just me? Just me then? Okay, just me. Um, uh, previous partners had no issue with Sandra's interest. I've mentioned and I na- named her. Um, Bob's net interest in flying metal objects, but just decided she's since decided to f- to dive into a full blown relationship after breaking up with her boyfriend at the end of the year. Okay, I and she said, I don't know why I love him. I just love him. That's how we feel about a lot of things in life, but doesn't mean we sleep with him. I'm sorry. Let's just listen. There's a lot of mental illness in the world, isn't there? And I think this is just putting another one of them on that list. Um, I don't know how you can fall in love with a material object. I don't, but um, she loves it. And I guarantee you now she definitely rides on it. And I'll leave that to your own imagination. But um, yeah, make her that whatever you will. Disgusting, isn't it? Disgusting. Absolutely. Which one of you has taken a shit? It's disgusting. Yeah, the world's gone mad. And I don't think, I think things like this, just get kind of taking the piss out of in the media. I mean, I'm doing it myself now, aren't I? I'm still here taking the complete piss out of it. But I genuinely think there's some sort of medical reason for that behind that. There's some sort of mental illness. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. There's a mental illness there. And um, it just don't quite sit right with me. It doesn't, you know, doesn't sit right with me at all. So, yeah, if you're going to fall in love with an object, however you say that word, don't go in the news and talk about it because if you learn, if you live to regret it, it's there forever, isn't it? It's a bit like putting your titties on the internet. Once your titties are on there, they're on there forever. It becomes an episode of the never-ending story. Your tits are out there forever. Yeah, put that out there. <laughs> don't put it out there. That's what I'm telling you not to. Don't put it out there. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next story. Next story. The headline reads, man facing divorce after donating sperm and not telling his wife. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> a man claims that he's facing a divorce because his wife discovered that he had donated sperm years ago without telling her. Of course, there are a few ways that you could have read that particular situation that would most definitely be the grounds of divorce, but... This bloke claims that he did it to help out a classmate. Uh, he has no... Oh, here we go. He's, he's, he's personally delivered this junk, hasn't he? He's personally delivered his jizz. Well, that makes it a whole different monster, doesn't it? But... Um, so, apparently, he said... Uh, where are we? He did it to help out a classmate. He has no feelings for her and doesn't get why his wife is so annoyed. However, there is a biological child involved. Ooh, ooh, there was actually a child that came of it uh, in this situation. And he didn't tell his wife for over a decade. So there's a fair bit to unpack in this tale. Let's start with the premises. Or the premise, sorry. 
Let's start with the premise. It's going to be a fucking long story, isn't it? So the guy said that he donated the sample to an old classmate. Did he drop it off on a chin? Uh, back in the day before he settled down with the love of his life, his wife, who was unaware of the whole damn thing. Unfortunately, years later, it all came to a close. By this stage, their kids, there were kids involved, and he apparently looked, they look exactly like his donor, the father, which seems to have started the whole problem in the first place. Write it on Reddit. Um, blah, I, don't, I don't want to read all this. So yeah, the, baby, the kid's 12 now and looking for his dad, and his dad's just a drop-off donor. Oh, what a can of worms. What a can of worms. My goodness. Years later, his wife found out his big secret, and he wrote, When visiting my parents, my wife and I ran into this family. Their son looks exactly like me to the point where he it was uncomfortable, if I'm completely honest. It seems there is a good reason for that, the man continued. Yeah, because their daughter looks like... Their daughter looks like my... I'm, I'm confused. Daughter looks like my sister. They introduced us. It was awkward, but pleasant. My wife was completely blindsided. But I understand. I'm confused by this, and I think reading any further is just going to confuse me even more. But there's a moral to the story here. Keep your gist to yourself. <laughs> keep it to your fucking self. Unless it's done properly, keep it to your bloody self, will you? No one wants your bloody stinky gist anyway. Quite from that one woman, clearly. But anyway, keep your jizz to you and your socks, and that's that. We'll leave it at that. Make it that what you will. Make it that what you will. Um, but yeah, his wife's fucking fuming. I'm fuming with you, Matthew. I thought your jizz was all mine. <laughs> no, sorry, love. There was a moment of weakness in school where my friend demanded that she need a cup of my jizz, so I delivered it. It felt really good, actually. <laughs> All right, Matthew, too much information, Sonny Jim. Anyway, moving on to the next story. The next headline reads, I've actually bookmarked this one. I nearly talked about it last week. I don't know if I did. So if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. But I bookmarked this because it sounded very familiar. And funnily enough, there's a very good reason it sounds very familiar because this establishment is actually a stone's throw away from where I live. I've never been there, and you'll understand why I've never been there when I read the story to you. But just bear with, buckle up, and listen to this story. So a swingers club, that's right, right around the corner, a swingers club with 43 rooms and realistic dogging zone faces devastating closure. Uh, so the gentleman um, must find a new home for the attic by November. That's the name of the place. Um by November 2023, after the building was sold to Nottingham-based ALB Group in October of last year. So a swingers club <whistles> with 43 rooms are on the brink of closure as its devastated owner searches for a new place to accommodate the popular business. So the attic has been tucked away in the old Osmiston Works building in the Osmiston Road Business Park in Derby, since 2007. Oi, oi, get your jocks off. You're in for a good night. But owner, who blankety blanky will his name, must now find a new home by November 2023 after the building was sold to a Nottingham-based group. Uh, the gentleman that owns the club told the newspaper that the club risks going out of business if it can't find a suitable place for its large customer base. He said, it's devastating. 
Really? We've done everything we can, and we've complied with the council about everything in every single way. People have travelled from Scotland, Ireland, Wales, everywhere to come to our club. We've been going... We've got one couple who come from France once a month. Ooh la la. I'm devastated if it goes. We've put a lot of work in to make the team grow. I bet you fucking have. <laughs> we just hope the council will give us some help to get somewhere else. So the customers are all upset that we've had to... Look. This is He's carrying on. He's, he's on one here, isn't he? The customers are all upset and we've had a lot of offers to help move if we've managed to find somewhere new. It's surprising how many people have said they'll come and help. And we do get a lot of help from people. People are happy with it and they like to feel part of things. The attic has 43 rooms uh, with themes, including schoolroom, uh, Aztec, I don't know what the fuck that means, and also boasts an adult cinema. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Make uh, maze and dungeons as well as a, real lost, a realistic dogging zone. Oh, that's where you can take your dog for a walk, isn't it? No, it's not. It's where you can shag your woman and everybody watches. Mmm, it feels really good. Mmm, it feels really nice. <laughs> it employs around 20 staff whose jobs will also be lost if the club becomes in jeopardy um, and is to close. Um, it welcomes couples and singles of all ages. I fucking hope not. 18 and up, I fucking hope. At the very least, you don't fucking dirty lot. Uh, with a younger influx of couples attending in recent years. Well, there you go. You can't, I mean, they say sex sells, but you've got to have a place to sell it, haven't you? <laughs> but yeah, literally, this place is, I go past it. Whenever I go into the city, I go past it. It's literally down at the bottom of the road. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty interesting. I bet it stinks though, you know. I know I've talked about this before, and I know my brain probably works a bit different to most people's, but I can't help but wonder the stench of these sorts of places, you know. It's like I think to myself, in, in like China, they have those that sex robot um, where you can go in, you pay on the door, and you go in, and um, you basically have sex with a robot, like a sex doll. And I just can't help. But think to myself, some poor bastard has to go and clean that, you know. And just imagine how many people go in there and get the jocks off and then go about the business and then go home or whatever else they're doing and leave their bodily fluids, shall we say, splashed all over the inside of a robot. Now, I know swinger clubs are popular because of what they are. It's sex, isn't it? Sex does sell. But I can't help but think to myself, maybe, just maybe, um... There's better things to be doing with your time, you know? Is it just me? Am I being a germaphobe? I don't know. I don't know. Just let me know. Let me know what you guys think. I'd be quite intrigued, actually. But, yeah, on a serious note, I hope, I hope they managed to find somewhere else to go because clearly there's a niche for it, isn't there? There's a place out there for everybody, even the real sexy, sexy ones. Anyway, <clears throat> that's the last story for this week. So we're going to jump in now to the Dear Derby Downer part of the podcast. So just before we move on to the Debbie Downer part of the podcast, Steve just chimed in and put, you couldn't pay me enough to clean that up. It's true. I always think that way. I mean, I know people in the moment when they're getting the jocks off and they're enjoying themselves, they don't, probably don't think about those things. But I always do. I always do. I always think like, you know, when you think, oh, I fucking hate my job. There's always a shitter job out there, you know, and I think being the cleanup crew of that has got to be one of them, hasn't it? By the way, if you're hearing a noise in the background that sounds like I've lots of little hype man going, woo, 
Woo! Beside me, it's not. It's my drinks bottle. Listen. It whistles. <laughs> it literally whistles at me. <laughs> no control over that. It does its own thing. So if you hear, woo! Woo! It's me having a drink. Uh, trying to trying to be quiet and discreet about it, but it's impossible. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the uh, Debbie Downer part of the podcast. So again, if you're new here, the Debbie Downer side of this podcast is basically where I get a little moment to play Agony Aunt. I go around the internet, I pull off the best um, Agony Aunt stories uh, by reading the headlines, and we read them together, and I answer them as if they had written to me. Now, just to clarify, which I have to do every single time, nobody has written to me because nobody in the right mind would want relationship advice from me. <laughs> so without further ado, let's jump in to the Dear Debbie Downer stories of the week. So the first one reads, Dear Debbie Downer, friends think I'm strange because I'm obsessed with Princess Diana. I think you're strange because you're obsessed with Princess Diana. So if your friends, which the close people around you feel the same, they've probably got a bit of a point to make there, haven't they? Uh, I'm a single man of 56 and I work for a telephone company. Well, thanks for letting me know that information. Uh, my workmates call, called around one night before we went out and laughed when they saw photographs of Diana in my hallway. I also have a life-size cardboard cutout of her. Oh, my God. Which I bought on an auction site. My front room is full of books about her. She was the most beautiful woman who walked the earth. Not quite the lyrics, but it, it matches. Uh, Wormates now tease me about her. Yeah, I think it's no different from any other pinup. Uh, she died on the same day my mother did. Is that where it could all come from? Probably so, my mate. Probably so. What does the agony aunt say? I'm a bit lost here. It all sounds a bit weird, if I'm completely honest. A bit weird. And yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If I went around to my mate's ass and he had a cardboard... The pictures, the pictures, you'd go, oh, each to their own, each to their own. And they listen, whatever makes you happy at night, mate. Whatever keeps you happy. Whatever keeps that wonderful face of yours smiling. Then I walked into the hallway or something and then there's a fucking ginormous cardboard cutout of her. Yeah, I think that's probably, probably breaching the weirdness a little bit, isn't it? Anyway, let's see what the Agony Aunt says. Uh, the Agony Aunt replies, possibly. Your obsession isn't harming anyone, though. You had a loss to deal with, but holding on to your memory of Diana by collecting memorabilia gives you something tangible to remember her, and possibly your Mumbai. Mumbai, me lord, Mumbai. It's never too late to get bereavement support, though. Um, here's me leaflet. Fuck off with your leaflets, you bastard. Uh, yeah, trying to palm a leaflet off on her, on him. Sorry, but yeah, it is a bit weird. I mean, I like Eminem. I've got a bit of a thing for Eminem. Not like that either. Jesus. Um, so you could say, well, you're obsessed with Eminem, mate. You've got him tattooed on your arm and everything. What's up with you? Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. Listen, whatever mate, whatever keeps you happy. I think for me, it's the fucking cardboard cutout that makes that weird, you know. If you just if I just if I just read that and it said oh, I've got a couple of books in my front room on my bookshelf, and I've got I don't know, um what was it, pictures on my wall, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, listen, you're right, anybody, whatever makes you happy. But it's the cardboard cutout thing that weirds me out. Is that just me? Or is that a, a tangible reason to be a bit weirded out by it? Anyway, 
get some help. <laughs> right, the next one reads, uh, Dear Debbie Downer, my, what's that say? My husband's mum is convinced our nephew is gay and blames my sister-in-law because he was allowed to play with girls' toys as a child. I can absolutely guarantee you now that has absolutely zilch to do with his sexuality. That was probably just him expressing himself as a fucking child, you know. Anyway, I'll get into that at the end. So I'm 41 and my husband is 45. We idolise our niece and nephew, my brother-in-law's kids. Our nephew is 15 and he is... He is... I can't even read that word. What the fuck does that... I'm thick as out, you know. F and... F E-F-F-E-M-I-N-A-T-E. What the fuck's that word? I've never never seen that word in my life. No, not a clue. Not even not even not even jesting with it. I don't know what it says. But he's that in his manner anyway, apparently. But he but he is who he is, as far as we are concerned. We were at a family gathering recently, and I heard my husband's mother talking to a friend, slagging off our nephew's mum. She said it was her fault her son is gay because he was allowed to enjoy Disney films, dressing up and playing with dolls as a kid. I was incensed and and stepped in saying, I don't think it really happens like that. But my husband pulled me away telling me just to leave it. Um, I'm so mad. Our nephew is the loveliest boy. And apart from that word, I can't say. uh, And we don't know where his sexuality lies, nor do we care. But I feel like cutting my mother-in-law out of my life. I thought it was just going to say, I feel like cutting her. Chop her up. Chop that cow up. Um, cutting her out of my life because uh, old because fa- of her old-fashioned values and attitude. What do you think? Now, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think that woman, unfortunately, um, back in their day or generation, it was very normalized to be that way and be quite blunt about sexuality and race and stuff like that. doesn't make it right. I'm not trying to say it's right. It's fucking not. It's disgusting. Disgusting! Um, It's fucking horrible. I hate it. But um, to say that a a, a boy or a girl, for that matter, has turned out a certain way sexually because of what they played... I mean, I I bought a doll. I remember having a doll when I was about four, five, and I had a little fucking doll. I mean, mum... Actually, my nana bought it me. From the paper shop because I picked it up and looked at it. I went, I'll buy you that and just bought it. Me thinking didn't know what it were, and I got home. I was like, okay, there it is. Um, I'm not homosexual. <laughs> I don't think it works like that, you know. I think it's something. I think I do genuinely believe it's ingrained in you. Um, I just think I don't know. The world's a fucked up place as it is. It's a funny old place, and we're all here spectating, aren't we? But no, I genuinely don't think that's fucking how it works. I really don't. I think that's fucking mega offensive that that woman even suggested the idea. Um, yeah, it's fucking sad, that is. Fucking sad existence of a person. Anyway, what does the agony aunt say? Um, yes, I get your frustrations, but I doubt she'll change her opinion. She might be too old and set in her ways. That's exactly what I just said. Older generations were brought up very different and offer different values and are often... Uh, misconfused myths which would never be believed now our sexuality is i can't even what is that word it's there again innate is it innate uh it's innate inners and not something we can choose or control easily 
try to tolerate your mother-in-law, but if she brings up your nephew's sexuality again, punch that bitch in the fucking face. Doesn't say that. That was just my inner child shouting out. Um, put her in her place, basically, and say, mind your business. There we go. Mind your fucking business, you nosy bitch. And um, that's what you got to do. Simple as that, really. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the next one of the week. Um, so the next Debbie Downer reads, Dear Debbie Downer, I've been left penniless after my son stole my life savings of £45,000. It took me years to save, and now it's all gone. Fucking Jesus, why is he not in prison? Robbed you of 45 k Jesus Christ, you don't get that much going on the fucking chase. My God. Anyway, I love my son dearly and would have gladly given him money if he'd asked. Fucking hell. Sounds like a right knob. <sighs> but he's made things so much worse by not contacting me for at least a year. I've messaged him, texted him, and sent letters, but to no avail. I only discovered that theft when my ISA, is that ISA? I think it's an ISA. A statement arrived in the post. I couldn't believe that the money had all gone. I went as white as a sheet. I'm a seventy. I'm his seventy-five-year-old widowed dad. My wife died ten years ago. My son is forty and a bit of a cunt. Clearly, um, I also believe that my son and his girlfriend have been using my credit card to the tune of three thousand pound while I was on holiday in Spain. Fucking Jesus! I'm completely at a loss of what to do. Or how I can recuperate my savings. I know what you should do. You should call the fucking police and have him done for it. That's what you should do. Um, I'm at end, my end's wits now. And I don't know how to solve this amicably. I don't think you can, Sunshine, I'm afraid. But let's see what the agony aunt says. Uh, stealing is a crime. That's right, it is. It very much is a crime. No one should be taken advantage of or stolen from, let alone from your own children. You may have to face up to the fact that your money will not be recovered, unfortunately so. All attempts to contact your son have failed, but try again and warn him that if he doesn't make contact, you won't be afraid to involve the police. See, I wouldn't do that. I'd just get the police involved and the police going, man, like, all right, dickhead. <laughs> uh, this, makes, this makes your son have some accountability for what he's done. Uh, first, talk it through with victim support line. The victim support line. <laughs> Terrible, isn't it? Really bad. Really fucking bad. I can't even imagine that. One thing I don't like in this world is towards two liars and thieves. I fucking hate them. Absolutely fucking hate them. Uh, they do me head in because they lie the way out of the theft, why they did it. So usually when you meet a liar, you've got a thief as well. When you meet a thief, they're usually liars as well. So it's the worst, deadliest combination for me. Fucking hate it. Anyway. Um, so yeah, best thing you can do is just get the police involved, get the five all involved, and just have them go around there and just fucking taser his ass to the floor. I know they wouldn't do that, especially in the UK. They might go around and go, oh, excuse me, really sorry to bother you. Uh, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Fucking shut up, he nicked it. Anyway, getting angry. Uh, anyway, that's the last one for this week. It's all done. The podcast is done, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe it's done already. Um, I forgot to say, I went to see Russell Brand this week, you know. I, um, he's one of my... Anybody that knows me will know I'm a massive fan of the old Brandster. I love him. I love Russell Brand. He's my dude. Um, I've kind of grown up with him. St his stuff on the TV, his stand-up, his comedies. Um, 
his shows, his movies. I've kind of evolved with him, if you will. So he's always been a big figure in my life or someone I've always kind of looked up to. As crazy as that might sound, because he's a very flippant individual, isn't he? However, I went to Nottingham to see him and he was fantastic. Really enjoyed the process. Only sad thing was I didn't get to meet him. He does a bit of a meet and greet with his fans, but unfortunately, because obviously with my vision, I have to get help by the staff to get from A to B and no member of staff was to be found. So I couldn't kind of arrange to meet him, which I'm a bit gutted about because, yeah, I would have liked to have the chance to have met him and shook his hand and had a picture with him. Um, I'd be booked, I had his book with me as well to get that signed, but unfortunately, again, I didn't get close enough to get that sorted either. But yeah, it was great. He's in Nottingham, had a great time. I even meditated at the end of it, which was fantastic. Uh, meditation and all that sort of stuff's a big part in my life. And to sit down and do that with a, a very small crowd in Nottingham was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. So if you do get a chance to go and see Mr. Brand, I do suggest that you do. And if you're a little bit put off by him being a bit rude and crude, he's nothing like that anymore. Yes, he swears like a trooper, but he's not rude and crude anymore. He's a married man. If anything, he does more relatable stuff. And um, yeah, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised how much he's changed over the years. Anyway, just thought I'd share that with you. Um, I'll leave it there. Big loves to you all. I hope everybody is doing great. Again, if you want to get yourself involved, reach out, say hello, share a story, or just give some generalized feedback, you can do so by emailing outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. That is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. If you wonder what all the noises in the background, I'm not in an aviary. Um, we have a bird and he's got a a small man syndrome where he never shuts the fuck up. So if you're in, in the background, we've not got a fucking chimpanzee in the house. It's just Nigel doing his Nigel things. Anyway, I'm off. Big love to you all. Thanks, uh, everyone, for your support, and I'll see you all next week. Steve, thanks for jumping in, my mate. Look after yourself, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, everybody, and till next time, toodly-doo.